Well, good evening, everyone, and welcome to this October 2020 spooky edition of the Fantasy Book Club. Now, I suppose if I was a better meeting host, I would have read something. Well, I guess it is technically sort of Halloween-y, but... Um, and I was running around on ACB community calls, um, so I completely forgot to look up the author's last name. Very bad, but it is called The Age of Witches by Louisa somebody, and it's on Audible. Well, that's where I got my copy anyway. Um, hopefully it's on Bookshare. And I thought it was quite a good book. It was about the descendants of Bridget Bishop in Gilded Age, New York. I think it's somewhere around 1895 and, and uh, London. And one of the a young girl, I think she's like 17, turning 18, named Annis, um, eventually finds out that she's, there's the two lines of Bridget Bishop. She had two daughters. One was Christian Oliver and the other was Mary Bishop. And they practiced different branches of her magic. One of them, used mannequins and was the dark magic and the other one was just used it for healing like to complement herbs and stuff um it's a good book i don't really want to give away the much more of the plot but i i liked it and she has a couple of other books out apparently one of them wasn't all that great but i can't remember which one but they all have witches in the title um so maybe that would be fun for some of other reviews to ch- you <laughs> to check out. Okay. All right. Who's next? Well, since Did nobody entered, since nobody's stepping up to the plate, um, I'll go after you go. Okay. All right. So. Well, I've read a, a considerable amount of fantasy in the past month or so, um, but I'd like to talk about one of Mercedes Lackey's more obscure trilogies. Um, this is the one that takes place before, way before her... Um, the Valdemar. Uh, and this is the um, the Black Griffin, the White Griffin, and the Silver Griffin. And these are three books. They're in a series. And it's Mercedes Lackey and uh, the, the main character in all of these is, well, not all, because the third book is a little different. But the main character in all of these is a griffin. And he is an intelligent griffin and very witty. I liked him. <laughs> um, and it's the story of his life and, and the story of his kids and, and stuff. And, um, of course, he... he um, you know, has a, has a human cohort and they they get into adventures and stuff uh i won't go into any of the details because some of you may have read the um uh the 
the Mage Wars trilogy. Some of you may not, but if you haven't, it's good old fantasy. It's sword and sorcery. It's um, it's not timeline or um, you know of uh, uh, urban fantasy. This is this is the old kind of fantasy, <laughs> which I really like. So. Um, and I like the characters, as I said. And, of course, Mercedes Lackey, she's always writing something wonderful and new. And this, although this is old, um, uh, next month maybe I'll talk about the other um, Lackey books that I've just finished reading. So um, that's it. Go ahead, David. All right, let me get to the book I need. One moment. Oh, sorry about that. I don't have the DB numbers, uh, but they're on Bard, uh, and you can find them there. The book I was going to mention was one I had read earlier this year. It's called The Iron Flower by Laurie Forrest, DB 97, um, 97, 500, wait, 975, one moment. I'm listening to the computer and talking nine, seven, five, five, nine. It's the sequel to black witch. Um, it's set in this um, elaborate political world where this country is very militant and very aggressive and doesn't tolerate diversity. I think she's using it, of course, as a lens to see present, perhaps to see present day America or even Western Europe. There are several different magical elements and beings and some, you know, some are accepted and some are not. The book basically is about the, a girl who's attending a university in a neighboring country that the warring country has just um, begun to dominate by getting, by taking over the council or bribing people on the council and then threatening to invade uh, you see that she, her brothers are at the university it's where you go to learn your particular kind of magic there are apparently different kinds and people are have different levels of magical ability I guess it's sort of Hogwarts going to college in some ways though the feel of the book is much different is much different it's like I said it's a sequel that this is called the iron flower the first is called black witch Bard just added the um Wait, Bard, Bard just added the, one moment, I'll get it. The Rebel Mages, 98164. That's a, that has two prequel novellas. Supposedly, after the Iron Flower, there are either the Shadow Wand or the Shadow Dryad. And there is a sequel series called The Wyvern Guard. But I don't know when these are to come out. That's what Goodreads had to say about it. Uh, so I guess we may have to wait. I like the, you know, the, the world she creates, and I like the idea, you know, the, the diversity in the books. They're interesting, and I do hope they actually um, do come out, you know, do come out. I wonder if anyone's read, I think it's called Red Sister, Gray Sister, and there's another one, and there should be a fourth one. Uh, forget his name, Mark something, Mark and it's set, that's it. And it's set on a. I don't. I don't know if it's science fiction or fantasy. Maybe it's both because it's set on a planet. I don't quite understand. And the moon shines on them. I don't. I don't know if that's the sun or the moon, but it has a red 
star in the sky or the moon shines red and only the middle around the equator is viable. The rest is locked up in ice sheets. It was a strange series, but I do want to finish. If he does the last one, I do want to eventually get that if Bard has it. I has anyone read Brandon Sanderson's uh, the, the something about the mist? The first one's the I think the fall of yeah. empire. The people take the medals and it allows them to do different things. I read the first one. I haven't read anymore because he got busy writing the um he he was asked to to, to finish what the the was it the wheel of time, Robert Jordan. Yeah. <laughs> I've never read that series. It is enormously long. I guess you dive in there and you're going on an adventure for a long time. <laughs> I'll tell you the one I wish somebody would do, and then I'll stop. Peep, some of you may remember Eric Van Lustbader did. It was something about the Pearl. See, it were three books. I think one was Ring of Five Dragons. Another one was Mistress of a Thousand Veils. And I think there was a third. It was a combination science fiction because one world was very technical. It had conquered a world that was full of magic. And it was how they interacted. And he, the last one came out in 2003. Then he was selected to do the um, Robert Ludlum, Jason Bourne thriller series. So, so guess what happened to his other fantasy stuff, which probably didn't sell anywhere near as well as he him doing Robert Ludlum, but I really think he owes it to his fans to finish that. That that's kind of leaving you hanging. That's disrespectful. That well, really you know, is people disrespectful. People do have lives, unfortunately. Right? Yeah. No, but he's written many, many of Robert Ludlum. Can he come back? Right. Could he could he maybe come back? You think so? You don't leave me. It's been seventeen years. I might die before I finish. <laughs> And I won't know. Just like Diana Gabaldon. Yeah, you want fantasy? Oh, Diana Gabaldon is technically time travel fantasy. When are we going to finish right. Jamie and Claire? I like them, but I'm, they're kind of, it's like people finish, get your stuff together, grow up and finish. Right. I've had eight books of you. The he size hasn't of, finished it yet? Oh my God. No, no, there are eight books so far and they're huge. Some of them are over 60 hours long. It's like, come on, wow. finish. I want to, yeah. Jamie and Yeah, that Claire, eight believer, book came out a while ago too. In 2014. Then she came out with something about seven stones. It was a collection of seven, like short stories, novella things. So I'm waiting. Come on, right, Miss Gabaldon. I'm, don't don't do that. I've been reading you since 1994. I'm ready to finish. <laughs> you know all these long, 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 long I have series. A who who uh, is absolutely obsessed? Really? With Diana Gabaldon? Uh, yeah. Wow. I mean, she's got all the books. She's got all the videos. She's got all the, the, um, the, the Lord, books. Yeah, Lord John mystery series yeah, that go yeah, in between. All that stuff. And, and the Outlandish <laughs> Companions, the Outlandish Companion, both volumes. They're the guides to the book. The oh, Outlandish yeah. Companions are long yeah. themselves. As I say, she's obsessed. She must be. You know, Diana Gabaldon was on Facebook in the mid night. I mean, sorry, CompuServe in the mid nineties. I actually emailed her there once in the mid nineties. <laughs> she was very accessible. She tells the story of how she got started. That she had been an academic writer, a professor, and she always wanted to write something. So she she saw some writers on the CompuServe Writers Forum, and she talked to them, and they said, "Well, write, you know, just write something." So she said she just wrote any old crazy thing. She wasn't even trying to get published, <laughs> and she sent it to I think one of the writers there or a science fiction or some kind of writer. And he said, oh, this looks good. And he sent it to either his agent who either agreed to represent her or sent it to an agent who would best handle her. And she made it. Writing a book that breaks every rule of what you should write as a first book. It's too long. It's too weird. You know, but it worked for her. She got in on CompuServe before it got too crowded. 
It worked for her. Well, that's the exception. I mean, now there's self-publishing, so now I guess you don't even need, you know, you, you don't can publish but, whatever. But like, but with Anne I'm, can I'm tell you. I'm afraid of getting hooked. I have not read the uh, Outlander. Oh, okay, they're so long. You got eight of them. It I couldn't get like, past book four. I keep going just because I want to see how it finishes, but they can be to me. They can get draggy. She almost goes too long. And they can get draggy. And as Anne can tell you, self-publishing is okay, but then you've got to promote it. And that can be tricky if you don't have a huge social media presence because the, you know, the person who you paid to publish for you just publishes. And then there are promotional opportunities you can use. I tried one this fall for $300. It was going to get your book noticed in a newsletter that over 70,000 book clubs um, would read, but I never got anything back. So some, I don't know. Sometimes, sometimes it's just, you know, do you have a big social media following or, did it just break right for you? I mean, you no. have people like James Patterson, who's worth over $800 million. And then you have other people like David Sedaris, the nonfiction writer who might be worth $8 million. Not that I'm complaining. I would take $8 million in a heartbeat. But I'm just to show you the vast, the vast differences versus James Patterson versus David Sedaris or even Bill Bryson or Doris Kearns Goodwin, according to the celebrity website I read, those two are worth about $10 million. I don't think nonfiction pays as well, but like I said, I'll take it. Well, hey, I'd, I'd take $10 million. I wouldn't I, heartbeat. You know. Yeah, right. You know. I think Stephen King is worth well, what $500 about, million. Hmm? Yeah. And he comes in well, under fantasy because horror is a kind of fantasy. <clears throat> Hmm, I don't know about that one. You don't. It's dark fantasy in a way. <laughs> it's got vampires and monsters in it, and you don't think it's sort well, of a dark, dark fantasy. Maybe not always. If it has vampires, yeah, but if it's just like people in this creepy town and oh, okay. I guess if there's ghosts, then it would be yeah. Fantasy. If it has supernatural you, uh, elements, you don't think Frank Peretti is fantasy? Hmm. I don't think I've read Frank Peretti, so I don't know. I'm not sure I have either. I think he well, writes about demons or nothing else. Um, he and, and he has a very strong um, religious, yeah, I mean, religious flavored his stuff. But you know, it's it's interesting. It's there are different kinds hey, of fantasy. We, we're neglecting Phoebe here. Oh, I'm sorry. Oh, oh Phoebe. <laughs> <laughs> okay, sure. Um. So I guess the book that I'll talk about this month is called A Night in the Lonesome October, and it's by Roger Zelazny. Ooh. Um, Ooh. So, <laughs> yeah, I guess, yeah. Um, so the book is told from uh, the point of view of a dog named Snuff. And, um, well, I guess the, uh, all the... Hmm. It's hard to explain, but I guess the book is um, set in England, maybe Victorian, I think. I'm not sure about that. But um, what is going on is that um, at certain times and places, uh, there uh, there is a possibility that these... Um, I guess kind of Lovecraftian elder gods have a chance to open a portal into uh, the human world. And um, there are certain uh, people 
someone to help them enter and someone to stop them from entering. And um, so, uh, so uh, Snuff is um, Snuff and his uh, master named Jack are trying to uh, stop the portal from opening. Well, they're um, they're called closers and course the people that want to open the portal are called openers and so uh in the book um it is known that uh there will be a full moon on that particular halloween and that will um have a chance for the portal to open and um so you know the characters in the book have to um well it's really hard to explain, um, but uh, there are several different characters and they're mostly uh, kind of well-known, uh, typical Halloween type characters. Uh, there's a vampire and uh, there's a doctor who's, you know, clearly Dr. Frankenstein and uh, his creature and there's a witch and a werewolf and a druid and um there's a uh character he's called the great detective and he is um clearly sherlock holmes but um he's trying to solve um some murders uh because the people who are uh trying to either open or close the portal need to gather you know, magical ingredients, and that can involve uh, grave robbing or murder or ritual sacrifice or whatever. And um, so a lot of their activities are illegal. And, um, you know, so the great detective is kind of investigating and um, uh, there's, you know, uh, that's, I guess, the main plot is them um, trying to figure out exactly where the portal will open and also uh, which people <coughs> in their neighborhood are trying to open the portal and which are trying to close it. And um, uh, yeah, I guess that's it. It's very uh, fun and whimsical, and you know the characters are great. Every um, character, every human character has um, an animal companion. So there's like Snuff is Jack's companion, and the witch has a cat, and the druid has a squirrel, and um, vampire has a uh, a bat. There's also an owl and a snake and a rat and a raven and you know it's all just very fun and it's just really it's pretty short and it's a standalone and it's on bard so yeah that's it for me okay do the animal companions talk um yeah they can they talk to each other and uh, they can communicate with their humans so yeah Yay! <laughs> Empathic creatures. Woohoo! Yeah, it's it's a lot of fun. It's a, yeah. 
And I guess it's seasonally appropriate if people care about yep. that. <laughs> Very cool. I take it the marshal has not. No marshal? Oh dear. Okay. Well. Huh. Okay. Um, anybody else have any comments, questions, anything? Um, I'm good. Let's see. We may have to do some talking about next meeting. Hello? Yeah. Here. Wow, okay, I'm back. That was weird. I had someone yelled at me. <laughs> Squeaked. Um, I don't know what you want to do, Julia. The next meeting should be on the uh, 25th, and that's the day before Thanksgiving. I don't know. Hmm. I think we should probably move that maybe to after Thanksgiving because I know that third Wednesday is not a good day that's admin day oh yeah okay um, I want to do that again <laughs> right so well let me look here my handy dandy uh, calendar from Xavier Society okay that would be December 2nd. Oh, okay. Well, I guess we could have that one, and then that would be kind of it for the year anyway, because, you know, we're not going to have, like, two in December, so we could just do, like, one in December for both, I guess. And we could, like, read Christmassy things if we wanted to or not. Well, that's up to you. What you need to do is write to Alan and ask him if it's okay. Okay. Today. Yeah. Okay. So, do you do you have his address? Email. Uh, I think I, I can look it up because he sent out the the invitation. I think the new one, or was that Bob? Right. I don't know. He sent out sent out lots of things. So. Yeah. Well, if you don't have it, let me know. But um. Yeah, that that would be good because. Uh, even though, well, I'm not doing anything for Thanksgiving, and probably a lot of people aren't, but, you know, I don't know. I think, yeah, the 25th. It's kind of a courteous thing in case, you know, people are the day before. So. Right. So. And it's better to, you know, when it it's December, that's good, because normally, you know, it would be like right around Christmas, and that's awkward, so... Okay. All right. What a good, what a good, um, I think if I just leave this meeting, uh, you guys can still talk in here, but I'm not sure. So if I, oh, okay. Well, one um, way to find out. <laughs> I'm, I'm feeling sort of washed out. <laughs> so I, I think I better, yeah. I think I better retire. <laughs> <laughs> So have a great uh, Thanksgiving, everybody. And you too. See you in December. Thank you. That's okay with Alan. 
Yeah, sure. All righty. Night, all. Night. Good night. Okay. Everyone still here? I, I am right, so, yeah. now. I think I'm gonna have to. I think I'm gonna have to just leave, end the meeting for everybody. I'm sorry, guys. That's all right. Oh, shoot. Well, that's a. It was a nice thought. <laughs> Bye, everyone. See y'all. Bye. Bang. Participant assigned in week 50 slash 1971 four star 022 has left the meeting alert. Give the cancel button. Participant assigned in week button. Hmm. Hello.